The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. Welcome to another episode of Turnbuckle Talk, presented by the Hitting the Marks Podcast Network and in association with NDPW.com. Turnbuckle Talk is sponsored by CollarAndElbowBrand.com, where you get 10% off when using promo code JKPODCAST. Turnbuckle Talk is also partnered with Phoenix at FNXFit.com, where you get 15% off all your health supplements simply by using promo code TBTALKPOD. Follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at TV Talk Pod. Listen on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere you catch your favorite programs. And now, pro wrestling fanatics, are you ready? Here are your hosts, Mighty Joe Morin and Carl Carafel. My name is Carl Carafel, and I am joined alongside my broadcast colleague, the incomparable Mighty Joe. And we have a returning guest, one of my most favorite people on this entire planet. We are joined by Kim Artlip, owner, promoter of Ignite Wrestling down in Florida. Kim, welcome back. It's been a while. It's been a while. And you guys, you guys haven't seen me in ages. And the, and the hair is all gone. I'm really short again. Yep. <laughs> the hair is gone. Totally different. <laughs> the hair is gone. Is are those new glasses as well? New glasses. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Lots of new stuff happening with Miss Kim, as well as lots of really cool new stuff happening with Ignite Wrestling coming out of uh, pandemic COVID era. Uh, we are so happy that this is all kind of coming to an end and that we are getting back to live shows. Bubba Duke, Don Lewis, thank you so much for hopping in there and uh, saying hello to Miss Kim. Now, this is, uh, this is exciting for us because you have, to my understanding, already ran a show since all of this is two shows already. Nice. My goodness. Awesome. People, if you if you don't have Ignite Wrestling on YouTube or on Roku yet, what is the matter with you? Go and subscribe to both of those because that's where you're going to get some fantastic professional wrestling. Kim, kind of tell us what's happened and how things were sustained for you during COVID. Luckily, you know, um, I had the Roku channel, I had the Fire TV channel, I had Pivot Share, uh, I had Independent Wrestling TV and YouTube. And so while a lot of people just shuttered and shut down, I just started cranking out different content. Uh, we launched on Zinio with our digital magazine last year, uh, which uh, we're in our second year. Uh, and when you Google on Zinio Wrestling, we're right beside Pro Wrestling Illustrated. And I, I mark out every every quarter when it comes out. And, um, you know, I, I just kept plugging away, build the social, interact with the fans, you know, create, create content, repurpose a lot of content. But um, I just kept going because I knew someday the world was going to open back up. And we ran in 20, 
20 in January. We returned in 2021 in January. So we just did a January show, anime show, and we're coming back September 18th. Uh, We're going to be back again. We just put our poster out today. Um, oh, nice. For everything. So we're 60, 61 days from our show. And this is old school we're talking about, yeah. people. We're talking about actually hitting the pavement, going out, shaking hands, kissing babies. <laughs> well, maybe not at this point <laughs> right now, kissing babies. But, um, you know, this this all goes old school. And, I mean, it is absolutely fantastic that that mentality is still alive and that Ignite Wrestling is showing that it works to do so. Our friend Don coming in yeah. here and saying, come out with the new title belts, and they are great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and there's one back here, too. Nice. Yes. Uh, we still have one belt left to go. That's our women's belt. It's currently vacated. Uh, that will probably be fought for come January. But we found a fantastic belt maker. Um Leon Ravage recommended. Uh, they've done five of our belts so far. So, you know, I figured since I wasn't running shows and I had a little time, it was time. The mirror belts were, I, I hate, they, they served their purpose, but they weren't us. Yeah. So we, we did a custom belt, um, had them, had them custom designed and, and everything. And uh, we just started building our merch line out. We got 247 products on our store now. And new products that just came out this week. And um, there, there's, and I'm working on our Christmas line of stuff nice. <laughs> in July. So Nice. Uh, the, uh, it, it never ends. Uh, I can't remember where I heard the expression from, but the expression goes, you, know, you move with the times or the times move you. And I yes. think that... You know, you, like Carl, you had just mentioned that kind of going back to the old school way of doing posters and that kind of stuff, and mm-hmm. that's that's fantastic. But like, like also like doing the YouTube stuff and whatnot. I mean, during COVID, like I mean, if you go back through our catalog of episodes during COVID, here a lot of my matches of the week actually came from matches that I watched on YouTube. You know, because I didn't have you know with work kind of picking up actually during COVID and not having a, a ton of time to invest into watching like all the wrestling content that I would normally want to watch. Mm-hmm. YouTube has been a lifesaver and people like yourself providing wrestling on YouTube has been absolutely fantastic. Well, what, what I decided to do and, and we started this, uh, I want to say four or five months ago, we started doing what was called Ignite Rewind. So we do one classic match, one newer match uh, every Tuesday and Thursday we go back and we go back into the vault and we, we just start showing people, people that don't, a lot of people don't realize who's actually been at Ignite over the years. So, you know, 182 wrestlers have appeared in 21 shows or 20, 21 shows. So uh, we're, we're getting to show that, Hey, guess who was here in 2016 that <laughs> you may not have realized. Yeah. So, and it's fun because, I mean, we've, we've had a lot of, a lot of people over, uh, I think I counted the other day, over 50 people have appeared on television, counting AEW, yeah. a full roster. So. Well, I mean, you're down in a real active area currently right now oh, yeah. around, around Florida. There's a lot of wrestling going on there. Now we're going back to traveling more on the road with these companies. But during this last little while, Florida has been the it place for a lot oh, of yeah. uh, wrestling that we're watching on television. So. Yeah, and we're we're finally comfortable bringing people in from out of state that are vaccinated. So, uh, like Jay Newman's coming in, Sage nice. Phillips is coming in, the Hitman for Hire, Mr. Grimm's coming in, 
Uh, we had Phil Stamper down for his first time in Florida uh, back in January. So, you know, we're, we're, we're slowly getting there and bringing, people are starting to come and it, it, it was kind of awkward in the beginning of COVID, but people were so anxious to get out and be normal again. Uh, we, we've, we had the largest amount of children we've ever had at a show at our last show. We had like 38 kids at our show. <laughs> so that's insane wow. to have that many children there. And they were loud. That's awesome. <laughs> It's it's very very cool because I've been somebody who's very been very vocal about some of this younger generation, you know, with social media, TikTok, most uh, mm-hmm. notably, um, of uh, kind of killing the attention span of a lot of the younger generation. So it's it's really cool for me to to hear that not only are kids going to these shows, but they're actually enjoying themselves and actually keep you're actually keeping their interest to in the whole show. That that's an accomplishment in itself. Well, you know we. We even had a, we even had a birthday party at our last show. That's cool. They brought the whole That's kids. Awesome. Uh, we That's put the awesome. kid into the ring. The girls sang "Happy Birthday." Awesome. Uh, you know, we're really pushing the family friendly aspect of it, and there there there's something for everyone. I will never be a hardcore death match company. No. We're the family friendly company. Come on down on a Saturday at noon. Bring the kids, and you know, have a good time. Uh, but you know. It, it, it's fun. It's fun seeing kids. And that's always been my goal is to create that memory to see kids that have never been to a show and they see somebody come out like um, Kylan King come out and wrestle Leon Ravage or, you know, they, 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 we had this tremendous upset in our tag match. And one of the fans I thought was going to have a stroke. She was so excited, but, you know, to see that reaction, you know, that, makes all the times that I'm like, why am I doing this kind of worth it? <laughs> no, it definitely is. I mean, just, just seeing that 100% mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you're going, I made somebody happy. Mm-hmm. Yes. I have put a smile under their face. And I mean, uh, not, mm-hmm. not just, just you, but I mean, it goes all towards the talent that's there as well, Absolutely. because we know Everyone else might not know, but we know that you always try to bring in um, maybe not household name stars, but you bring in people that know what they're doing, that know the business, and that have a love and a passion for professional wrestling. Um, Don there saying that uh, Miss King, Kylan King, is actually one of his favorites right now. Um, yes. when he's, when we're watching dark or anything like that, like he loves seeing her. She's the nicest screen. person you could ever meet. And uh, we were, we did a show and this is, this tells you exactly what Kylan King is about. I'm walking around after her match. She's behind the ring on the floor with a four year old pinning her to the ground, little girl. And that girl was so excited. And she's like, I'm the champ. I'm the champ. That's the kind of person Kylan King is. She oh. made that little girl so happy. Because that's all she's, she was about was making that little girl happy. Uh, I mean, Kylan's great. I love Kylan. And um, I, every time I see her on Dark, I'm like so excited. <laughs> uh, her and Serpentico are, you know, oh, yeah. they're two of the nicest people I, I, I know in the sport. And that's how I met Kylan was actually through Serpentico. Um, okay. he, she was training at Team 3D. And John, uh, John Cruz, who, Serpentico, I'll break kayfabe there. <laughs> uh was one of her trainers and uh, they dark matched her and Skylar Moore dark matched at one of my shows for ring time. And that's how wow. we got to Kylan. 
Nice. That's amazing. That's a and I love the fact that you mentioned that you have dark matches as well. That it's not as though it is just, uh, you know, everyone comes out for a show that all gets taped and then put out there and everybody gets to see it. But you're actually allowing talent to come in and learn the ropes in a dark match that isn't going to be shown, that isn't going to be televised, that isn't going to be out there for A lot of times we are televising the darks. Really? Uh, There's only been one dark that we didn't have. And that was because we were having, uh, uh, we didn't have the camera set up. But okay. usually, our, we, we record everything. We at least record it for them for their training purposes. So it is, it is recorded. Oh, okay. But if it's, if it's a good match and their trainers like it, we put it up. Uh, but yeah, a lot of them, I mean, we, uh, we, we've had people that have just, like, been in Florida for the day and showed up like um, um, Matt, Matt, uh, Mike McCarthy, the asshole okay. from Boston, just happened yep. to be in Florida, rode down and, and, and jumped in thing and i'm like i know this guy <laughs> you just kind of showed up in the locker room with gear and we're like okay come on <laughs> that is fantastic now now do you pull people in or try to pull people in for like it, other talents from other areas it depends i mean sometimes there are people that are there with other people and they get thrown into a match uh we had some people that didn't have their COVID clearance okay. that we ended up 24 hours before a show, mm. like getting on the phone going, Hey, are you available? <laughs> Can you come on okay. down? <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I, I always tell everybody, bring your gear. I, even if you're there to set up the ring, even though you're, you know, you never know what's going to happen. We might do a scramble match and, you know, jump in the ring. <laughs> that is fantastic. Now, yeah, Things since getting back up and running sound mm-hmm. as though they've been going fantastic for you. Now, I know that you said in September you do have another show coming up. Now, we've gone over this before, <laughs> and, and uh, if anybody yeah. has listened to uh, the shows that you've been on with us before, uh, they will know. But for those that are listening that are new, can you explain why there's such a break between? Because I don't want to do shows. No. <laughs> do you have any idea how tiring it is to do a show? Let's be honest. No, actually, we do We do every four months because we like to make it more of an event. But we sat down with the brewery. Um, I love the brewery. And we have a great relationship. And they want us there more often. So starting in 2022, we are going to be there every three months. Oh, wow. Um, so we're going to bump it up to every three months. Because uh, we love it. I mean, we go in and take over the brewery before they open. Uh, they open at two. We're finishing up about the time the brewery opens. Uh, it's it's a great relationship for us, and it's like five minutes from my house, so that's <laughs> even better. We'll talk about that. But no, I mean it's it, it, it's worked out well for us because we run early. Everyone can go to other shows. Uh, we're not that far from Orlando. People can get down to the southern shows easily from us. So, yeah, it, it's worked out really well for us, the, the way we run. But it's a very tiring process. Um, and I'm, I'm a very fat old person. And uh, these shows wear me out because <laughs> I don't walk that much. I'm a computer person. And then you put me on my feet for seven hours and I'm dying at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the one thing that I love about Ignite Wrestling, Kim, is that uh, like when, I, when I watch, whether it be on YouTube or, or what have you, 
when I watch Ignite Wrestling, I know what I'm in for. I know when I watch a lot of other wrestling, they're scatterbrained. A lot of companies, uh, it's like they're doing this and this and this and this. They don't really have a focus. When I, when I watch an Ignite Wrestling show, I know when I'm going to get it. You're, you're very consistent with the, the type of wrestling that you put out. You know, I like variety as much as the next person, but also at the same time, I still love to tune into a show where I know exactly what I'm going to get. And it just so happens to be wrestling that I like to actually watch. So it, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's a double whammy there. It's, and it's a good thing. Uh, Cause like I said, AEW, uh, I love AEW and what they're doing, but it's like, it's all over the place, right? I, I like a more focused kind of product and that's why I like to watch. You know, uh, I get a lot of people that want to be on my booking committee and my, storyline committee and there is no booking and storyline committee that's the yep. whatever i think i'm just like hmm, what should i do uh i mean occasionally people will ask for certain matches but I, I hate having 27 people wanting to do and we did that the first year i listened to a lot of people and the first i'd say four or five shows we did i look back on them and, and, and i don't like them because there was too many cooks in the kitchen, you know, and, um, it's kind of like at the end of the day, they'll come and go, but I'll still be there. So it's got to be something I'm happy with because I'm the one that has to live with this content forever and ever. (laughs) (laughs) True. You know, and at the same time too, I mean, uh, during the match itself, I mean, the two talents working together or whether it be a tag team or whatnot, you can always tell a little bit of a story in the ring. There doesn't need to be like a big, yeah. huge arching storyline, which the way you operate, you obviously you can't really go with that approach, but I mean, no, you, can, you can always tell a little bit of an in-ring story uh, and then, uh, and that works just fine. And, and you had mentioned it too, with it being like an event. I really like, you know, like I said with the kids and whatnot is that it's, it's like from when I, from here and I'm hoping to eventually kind of make my way down there, actually experience mm-hmm. one of these shows in person. Is it just, it sounds like a full day kind of, we're just, we're going out to spend the day to watch some wrestling. And that's, that's not something you see much of anymore. And uh, I, I just, I really dig the, the approach. It's very, very cool. Well, and it's nice because we're done like three o'clock. You have your whole day. You're not, you don't have cranky kids at night trying to drive home from the middle of nowhere in the dark. You do, let's, let's go, let's go to the brewery. Hey, look, there's a taco truck. Let's watch some wrestling. Let's eat, let, let's eat some food. And then off they go to their next thing. And, and it, for us, that works. And when we first started, people were just like, you're in a brewery and people won't show up. No, people will show up because it's a very family friendly, it's a brewery, but it, they're super family friendly. They do a lot of community stuff with kids and you know, it's not like everybody's just down there carrying on still producing. Yes, I am still producing Ignite magazine. I, I'm just seeing his comment over there. Uh, yeah. We just had one that just came out June 30th. Um, the new one came out with, our new women's tag champions, Kelsey uh, Reagan and Chelsea Durden on the cover. Nice. And that's available in print and digital. Is that correct? No, only digital. I don't do only it. Only digital. Okay. Like I said. It's not expensive unless you do a, a high volume yeah. to do them in, in print. And um, we, we may at some point print some of them as collector's items, but uh, I'm so used to being on my tablet. I don't have, I don't do print. <laughs> 
I'm a digital person. As so. as are the majority of people now. You know, as yeah. I'll, I'll reiterate the line you used before: you move with the times, or the times move you, right? To, to make a a print thing, yeah. that may be something for for right now. The, like digital is the way that everybody is consuming their content these days. Oh yeah, I mean we've we've got so much so much digital content. Plus, we've also got and it's coming out. Uh, we've got a um, a digital planner coming out. Mm. for people for their digital calendar that's cool that's all ignite and it's got the wrestlers and all the little icons and everything and that'll nice. be out in time for christmas very great oh, cool. fantastic well you know that's that's cool you know what carl i think that uh i'm gonna play a little bit of something here and then uh, we'll let uh, kim talk about some of this stuff afterwards here as well here we go We go just a small taste of the merchandise that you have over at Ignite Wrestling that's, at your website. That's a video too. Yeah, There's a lot. There's a new You've really, really there. stepped up the game with the merchandise. You've been doing an absolutely fantastic job. And I, I think I've mentioned it the last time we had you on too. You even have a line of habanero hot sauce as well as well as all the other stuff there. It's absolutely crazy. There you go. There you go. Those listening to it cannot see, but yes, she was actually just holding a bottle of Ignite hot sauce. That's fantastic. I mean, you've got hot sauce, you've got trading cards for the superstars, you've got t-shirts, you've got you've got a little eclectic mix of everything, including men's stuff, women's stuff, and even something for the kids now? We have fabric toy plush belts. Uh, now for uh, the, the undisputed title, That's cool. uh, we've got that, and we just came out with a kids line of clothes and kids sizes, and we came out with a plus size for for us women that have bodies. <laughs> <laughs> That's that is awesome. Now that is shop dot com. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Now we are going to have to do our research and get with Miss Kim and get a newer copy of a little commercial yeah. so that we can show that, uh, you know, pretty much every week lately we've been showing that, which is, I, I mean, I have no problems with that. <laughs> I want to showcase absolutely everything for the people that I like. And yeah, I'll, um, um, we'll have to, uh, we'll have to get that commercial, that new one. I'll include the the link for that as well in the description uh, for the podcast and for uh, YouTube as well, just so everybody can get a chance to go check it out and uh, buy some of that merchandise. I think it's absolutely fantastic. Now, what is the best seller that you've got? Do you, do you follow those analytics? Trading cards. Really? Trading cards. Okay. I trading cards. Okay. Very interesting. I mean, that's something that's a... Uh, 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 pastime that I thought had gone by. I was people huge collecting into trading, trading cards. cards. I was I was huge into trading cards back when I was a kid. I, huge. I mean, I still I still yeah. have a whole ton of them. Well, the, the whole theory behind the trading cards was, you know, not everybody's going to hand their kids fifteen twenty dollars for a shirt. 
So we have the trading cards for like two dollars yeah. at a show. Smart. The kids will see a match. They come over. They get the card. They get those two guys. They see the next match. They get those two guys. I get that twenty dollars. I just get it two dollars <laughs> at a time. <laughs> Our friend Don is asking if the T-shirts come in silverback gorilla size, which um, ends up, up being X. like up to six X. So there you go, Don. Up to six yes. X. Nice. That's, I uh, mean, even way, that is something that's unheard of. You don't hear of companies really doing anything higher than four. Uh, yeah, we've yeah. always been small to 6X in men's. Um, the plus or 4XL, uh, we've got the youth sizes. Um, I think I think it's it, it depends on the callers, but yeah, pretty much every everything comes in 6XL that we've got. And I've got people that, that custom order the fours and the fives. So, wow. Nice. Hey, any, any way that somebody can get some Ignite Wrestling merch on them, <laughs> make it available. And you oh, definitely have done that. That is by far some of the best stuff that I have seen. Uh, I mean, merchandise sells. Everybody wants a little piece of their favorite wrestler. And if it's only a t shirt that they can grab, most people will. Actually, our best-selling T-shirts aren't even the Ignite shirts. They're the indie wrestling shirts that we came out with. Uh, I love indie wrestling. Indie wrestling is cheaper than therapy. Uh, indie wrestling rules. We came out with a whole thing because we know not everybody likes us, and that breaks our heart. But you know, but everybody likes indie wrestling, so we we kind of pushed uh, the whole indie wrestling thing. And I think there's, uh, I want to say, 18 different designs, maybe. 12 or 18 different designs because I just revamped the whole website this past weekend. So everything, it got a whole new update, new, new look and everything and new functionality. And we now take every form of payment short of, you know, blood, (laughs) (laughs) Apple pay, Google pay, uh, PayPal, um, Visa, MasterCard, American Express. You know, we, we expanded out because people were asking us, why can't we use our, our Apple pay or our Google pay? And we're like, okay, no, you can. No, you can. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I like uh, the the indie wrestling kind of approach because I, I think especially now with a lot of people kind of turned off or disenfranchised by WWE and whatnot, that a lot of people have gravitated to, you know, whether it be their local promotion or whether it be something where maybe some of their favorite wrestlers that have been let go or have ended up at. So it's a... Uh, Again, a very, very smart approach. Uh, that stigma of indie wrestling is uh, gone now, and it, it's it's, no, it's people seem <laughs> and it, but I mean people seem to be more into independent wrestling now, given that they're not happy with some of the other mainstream stuff that they've been seeing. I honestly haven't watched WWE in four months. Yeah, you're I not the only one. Trust me, you're not the only one. And I and I love Lince Dorado, and he's one of my favorite people. I'll watch what he puts on social, but I don't. I just haven't watched the product. AEW, I'll watch. Ring of Honor, I'll watch. Yeah. Impact, I can never find. <laughs> it's it can be difficult. Yeah, for sure. It's hard to find. But no, I mean we we just you know when when I, when I looked at it, it's like it, it's easier to 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 do a blanket approach with indie. Or, or, or just say wrestling or indie wrestling, but yeah, I actually had I actually had somebody um, tell me that uh, I tried to put on an event calendar. You'll get a kick out of this today, and they told me that um, it was the lowest for professional wrestling is the lowest form of entertainment, and that it wasn't 
conducive to their cultural works uh, approach. And I sent them back an email with every statistic about oh, professional boy. wrestling and oh, said, boy. you know, actually, you don't meet my demographic. And I wrote that in bold on the bottom. <laughs> there are a lot of people, Carl and I included, yeah. who could disagree with that very, very strongly. Uh, even yeah. our friends over at Love Wrestling. Um, yeah, it, it's that sounds like words spoken by somebody that doesn't have a whole lot of knowledge in the in no. what's going on. No, <laughs> not when you look at the, 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 the most watched videos and the biggest channel on YouTube is WWE. Yep. You know, yep. Uh, it, it's, it's not, it's not Brad Mondo and, and his makeovers and it's not this and that it is wrestling. <laughs> and I, I look back at it uh, as before there was baseball, before there was football, before there was anything else going all the way back to, if you believe no. in the Bible, it talks about brothers wrestling with each other it's the oldest sport that's out there so come on come on <laughs> oh, i mean geez. greco-roman wrestling goes back to the gladiator days yeah yep. you know and, and it definitely does were you able to catch that uh, that question there miss kim uh yeah i did see it uh no i don't pay any attention to ccw and pablo marquez sorry no offense <laughs> Uh, I'm kind of busy with my stuff. Uh, don't really pay a lot of attention to it. Uh, I, I watch a lot of, of people's YouTubes. Uh, a lot of people send me links. Uh, I lo watch a lot of highlight reels, but to set and watch somebody's consume somebody's content. No, I don't really do that. A lot of that because, um, I'm kind of busy. Well, <laughs> you're focused on doing your content. <laughs> oh, I spent like half today doing, well, have you seen the new poster that I put up today? No, I, I have not. Oh, you gotta look at the poster. That's good. That's I spent like four hours on a poster today. Yeah, that's good. Where, where is it? Uh, it's on the Ignite uh, Facebook and Twitter. Okay. So, Joe, um, take it over for just a moment there yeah. and talk with Miss Kim. And I'm going to find this so that you I can pull this up onto the screen here. For, for sure. And, and I'll uh, make sure that um, we'll post it on our Facebook page as well. Yeah, because, well. Uh, I mean, between doing that and, you know, all the editing and everything that – because I do the, the two shows and then we do the, the uh, hot sauce show with my <laughs> husband, uh, I, I, it keeps me a little busy. Yeah, for busy. sure. And I mean, doing the, the wrestling poster is kind of an art form mm -hmm. in itself because uh, there are some people that do it well. And then there's some people it's like, well, let's just throw everybody on the poster and it'll look like something. But I mean, not always the case, right? It, it's uh, there's a there's a technique to doing a, a proper professional wrestling hype poster. It's kind of funny because I, I had a poster and it was very generic and it looked like, you know, it was a, it was a poster and it was <laughs> a little pyramid of people. And I accidentally went and hit a button oh. and I blew this picture up on it. And oh. then I was like, oh my God, I like that. And then I spent like an hour and a half fixing it. Like, I like this, I like this. <laughs> Yeah, that kind of stuff. Uh, it's uh, editing uh, and doing that kind of stuff is uh, is very time consuming, and sometimes even just uh, one wrong button push can ruin hours and hours yet, of work. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've got it here now. Uh, it's the one with Leon. <laughs> You'll definitely see Leon on the poster. <laughs> well, it was it was the first first one that I had seen from um, on the Facebook page. Okay, so. it should be should be the most. I think the current one. Yeah, it's that. That's definitely not my usual poster, but I kind of liked it. It definitely does not look like <laughs> the usual poster. I can no, guarantee you that. <laughs> but 
I'm just waiting for it to actually pull up on a screen here for me so that I can share this with everyone. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm like, oh, this is gorgeous right now, to be honest. I'm loving this. The suspense is killing me here. That's a... <laughs> Yeah, it was over here. Like I, said, I, I already saw a peek out of it before we came on here, but I didn't have a chance oh. to look at it, a close look at it. But uh, all right. So, yeah, let's take a look at this here now. There we go. I like it. I like it. I. That's, that's yeah. slick. That's very, very <laughs> slick. Yeah, definitely. Now, I'm, I'm assuming, because I'm not fully up on my Florida independent wrestling, but Mr. Grimm is the focal, is that correct? Yeah, Mr. Grimm right there and Sawyer Wreck. That's the two debuts. Uh, Kelsey and Chelsea are tag champions. That's Victor Vences, uh, the Beast, and Savannah Thorne, who was just recently on uh, AEW. And our undisputed champion, Leon Ravage. There you go, folks. Uh, just absolutely amazing. And you are the one that did this. Is that correct? Yeah. And it was funny because somebody says, thank God you got somebody new to do your posters. I was like, no, it's still me, jerk. <laughs> it was me. It was me all along. It's always oh. me. I always want to do the thing. It was me. It was me, Austin. It was me. <laughs> I can't picture you being the mean wrestling promoter. I just can't. No, people, can't. you know, it was funny because I, I actually uh, – uh, I played um, a general manager in a shitty promotion and was never paid for it. And they wanted me to do Vicky Guerrero. Oh, and I was like, God. I am not going to scream in the mic. And then the funny part was when I did get in the, in the ring, the mic, somebody unplugged the mic and I had to scream the whole time. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. And I just got so mad. I just started doing at people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, you see, that's something that I've never, never understood why a promoter would want someone else to um, kind of mimic, you know, uh, uh, an she, established I, character. I, I don't want her to death. She's funny as can oh, yeah, be. Oh, yeah. I don't want to imitate her. Vicky yeah. is amazing. I've, I've met Vicky. I met Vicky on the Chris Jericho cruise. You can see the poster back there. Oh, yeah. Uh, Vicky Guerrero was there. And I mean, I, I actually got to stand there, talk with her, got a picture with her, her and her husband. I mean, everything was fantastic. She is probably one of the sweetest women that I have ever met in my entire life. She was amazing. Totally different from what from the character, the right? Cha character is, yeah. right? And yeah, I mean, I, I can't stand a promoter that does something like that. Uh, give somebody everybody has their own uniqueness to them yeah. don't have them try to emulate someone else no it just it doesn't yeah, work no, because no. then it's looked at as ah you're just copying right and then yeah. bad stigmas come from it absolutely yeah it, it, but you know it, it was just funny but no I, I i won't play the heel and i don't play the heel i don't play the heel on social I will, I will pick on Task Force a little bit because, you know, they started it. They're <laughs> <laughs> one of my tag teams. They, they, there's actually photos, which is funny, and I have to get a copy of it. They wanted to take a photo with all the belts. So we're, like, you know, doing photos before the show, and they're posing with the women's tag belts. And people are looking over there going, why have they got the women's tag belts? Because they wanted to. <laughs> They had every belt piled on them, like wow, you know, it was majestic. <laughs> and they so they keep asking about the red belts, and people don't understand that's they're talking about. They want to fight for the women's belt, and I'm like, no, you'll get hurt. 
<laughs> yeah, right. Have you met our girls? Don't do it. Don't do it. Stick with you guys. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That is fantastic. And uh, see, you are somebody that doesn't just see things as business. You see this as entertainment, but a good quality entertainment for everyone. And you're able to have that love of professional wrestling that everyone else that comes into the ring for you shares. And it's just fantastic to be able to see a dynamic where you can joke around and, and, you know, have fun with the talent that you have, as opposed to just being somebody that's, you know, screaming orders and barking away and just telling them, look at the whiteboard, right? There's a whiteboard. (laughs) (laughs) We used to have a whiteboard, but people began to draw stuff on it. (laughs) Go in there and he was making little stick figures on the whiteboard. Can't have, we can't have nice things in the locker room. Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's terrible. Oh, geez. So, Miss Kim, thank you so much for coming on with us today. We really appreciate this. Before you go today, we want you to plug whatever you have and whatever you want. I know that you have something that you're doing tonight as well. Make sure you tell everybody about that too. I don't have anything. No, not tonight. But no, um, oh. I've got uh, definitely check us out on our YouTube channel. We have a show called Ignite Eats. Uh, we're going to be recording. Uh, you, actually, you'll see it on Friday. I'm going to be taking on Trinidad Scorpion churros <laughs> with my husband. Uh, so much fun. But check us out. We are on YouTube, Roku, Fire TV, uh, Pivot Share, uh, High Spots Network. You can find us on about every major wrestling network uh, at Ignite Wrestling. And um, check out our shop, shop.ignitewrestling.com. And don't forget that we carry... We are very uh, size inclusive, small to 6XL, plus size women and youth sizes now. So if you don't find your size, reach out to me. If we don't have your payment method, reach out to me. If you have something you want us to carry that we don't carry, reach out to me. Because <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm all about accommodating. Um, you know, we, we've got some people that want V-necks. We now carry V-necks. They want lighter shirts. We now carry lighter shirts. Uh, you know, I want, I want you to find what you're looking for, whether it's our merchandise or our wrestling or, uh, whatever it is, uh, check it out. And September 18th, Walking Tree Brewery, Vero Beach, Florida, we are unleashed. Fantastic. Miss Kim, thank you so much for joining us. We cannot let it get to be so long again. It is an absolute pleasure and so fun having you on the show. Uh, I'm sure we'll see each other soon. Absolutely. All right. With that, we are going to just take a quick little commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking some pay-per-views that have just happened. Wrestling. A love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand the wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling 
is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. dictionary defines hero as a person who is admired or idealized for courage, outstanding achievements, or noble qualities. Being a hero in life is far more than words printed on a page. It takes an unwavering code, a compass that points true north always. And in times like these, it takes sacrifice. Hero shouldn't be a word defined by a dictionary. It's a word that should be defined by the best of us. Hero has a new definition. Welcome back. My name is Carl Carafel, and I am alongside my amazing broadcast colleague, Mighty Joe. If you are just joining us, this is Turnbuckle Talk. We just had an amazing talk with Miss Kim, Kim Artlip, the owner-promoter of Ignite Wrestling. And man, it was amazing. So nice to hear Miss Kim again. Yeah, and it's just it's great to not only see somebody that we know uh, be successful, but you know coming through this time where so many companies like hers have just fade off into obscurity into oblivion. It's she evolved with the with the times. You know she you know did the the YouTube stuff, did the streaming stuff, uh, pushing the, the merchandise that people actually want. Very very smart, very intelligent. And it's just great to see Kim having all the success, and it is all well deserved and earned it definitely is once again people if you are not following ignite wrestling please go so please go and do so um on youtube roku it's available on roku as well and uh, the show coming up in september if you are in the vero beach area if you're i mean orlando is only like an hour and a half two hours away from vero beach um there's a disney property that's there at vero (laughs) beach so if you're staying any disney property and you're there at that time i believe september 18th go and check out that show it's going to be a day show still allowing you to go out and do everything that you want to do in the afternoon and the evening experience all of the fireworks that happen during the nighttime that's happening at the walking tree brewery Man, that's going to be an epic show. The, that poster was just fantastically done. Yep, absolutely. Now, I know that my colleague here, Mighty Joe, will definitely have all the information available on his computer right now for this next topic. We are talking pay-per-views that have just happened. Joe, this this was a weekend of just professional wrestling throughout. We had wrestling on Saturday. We had wrestling yeah. on Sunday. And I, I'm not even tired of wrestling right now like normally i would be after you know a whole weekend of professional wrestling i'm not tired of professional wrestling right now let's start off with the first show that happened on saturday we're looking at impact wrestling slam anniversary this show here has been talked about for the last couple of months and i have to say personally it delivered Let's talk about this, Joe. Yeah, absolutely. Lots of great matches on uh, on here, and lots of debuts and surprises um, as well. You know, we saw Chelsea Green uh, debut with her husband Matt Cardona in a tag team match. So interesting that uh, Ring of Honor and Impact Wrestling seem to have some type of agreement because, of course, Miss Chelsea Green is involved with Ring of Honor as well. Um, Finn Juice. 
back in uh, Impact with, uh, and they had a match with uh, Madman Fulton and uh, Shira. And then uh, we saw Chris Saban and Moose too in a pretty good match. And uh, we saw the very interesting debut of No Way, minus the Jose part. Uh, it, it was kind of uh, just as awkward as, as my introduction of it there, <laughs> but um, still cool. I, I guess it'll be interesting. That for me, that, that's a bit of an awkward one. Um, and I guess the, 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 apparently there might be some type of issue because Fallout actually said, no way, Jose. So the, the, there, there could be some copyright issues there, but you know, we'll, we'll see when it, when it comes to that. And then yeah. we saw, I think, Probably one, in my opinion, one of the cooler surprises of uh, the entire weekend here. We had uh, Thunder Rosa showing up to challenge Dion Perrazzo for that uh, Impact Knockouts Championship. You might hear more about that one later. And then, um, yeah, that main event, uh, Kenny Omega versus um, Sammy Callahan. It was uh, interesting as well. And when we saw um, a debut there as well, after the match, we had Mr. Jay White show up which um, seems to be getting kind of mixed reviews. I, I think it was kind of okay. I know our, our friend, Mr. Michael Jargo, our resident New Japan expert, uh, felt that it was maybe a bit of a, uh, of a misfire there, maybe in like a step down for some of the stuff that uh, Jay Wade has been doing. So I can definitely dig and understand that, that approach. But, uh, I mean, kind of theme of the, the night there was surprises and debuts. So uh, it, it definitely had that going for it. And uh, like I said, in some just some good solid wrestling matches and spoiler alert, my match of the week may actually come from that show. <laughs> I don't think you mentioned the ultimate X match that happened. Yeah, that came, that came well. back as well. Yeah, that came back as well. Props to yeah. them for doing that. It's a very popular matchup and hopefully it'll uh, make its way to the regular rotation again, because it's something that I, kn- I know for a fact that impact wrestling fans really, really dig it. So, Again, a good example of a company listening, hopefully, to their fans and the feedback <laughs> and introducing that and just bring it back into the fold and make it a regular thing again. Right. I mean, that matchup itself there was absolutely fantastic. The show opened up with <sighs> that matchup. Uh, personally, they, they went above and beyond with this. They did some stuff that I have never seen before. Okay, so we had uh, Josh Alexander, Ace Austin, Chris Bay, Petey Williams, uh, uh, Rohit Raju, and Trey Miguel all inside of this matchup. And we essentially saw a submission hold put onto absolutely all competitors (laughs) all at the same time while people were hanging from the, uh, the cables, the X cables up on top of the mind absolutely blown when I saw that. That is something that I've never seen before, and I am so happy that Impact uh, allowed that to happen. And uh, we talk about you know matches that that were absolutely fantastic. I, I personally, I think that the dark match, hmm. the pre-show match, yeah. was absolutely fantastic as well. Where we had Decay, uh, Rosemary, and uh, Havoc taking on. Fire and Flava, uh, Miss Kira Hogan and Tasha Steeles, yeah. uh, with new tag team champions coming out of that, which I, which I am one hundred percent okay with. I loved that they gave us a fantastic pre-show match to lead us into that amazing pay per view that happened. Yeah, for sure, and you know that tag team thing and titles changing hands on a pre-show. You know, that actually carried over to 
the next show as well <laughs> on Sunday with uh, Money in the Bank. Um, this is an interesting one here, Carl, because I think that there was there's some high expectations and kind of a lot riding on this. And I think for the, the most part, and you know, I, I'm probably one of the harshest WWE critics out there. Fully admit that, right? But uh, like I said, I've always been, I've and I've always said that uh, I'm I'm very critical, but it's always with the the greater good, the bigger picture in mind. And I'm not just shitting on them. I'm providing positive feedback to try and help to, to maybe make a better product in, in some small minor way. But I mean, I think that they really delivered um, with the show. That was some good solid stuff. And I think more importantly. The way that the show was booked, like the order of the matches and, and the, the booking decisions and the winners was done very, very well in seemingly non-WWE-esque. So uh, very interesting there. So like I had mentioned, you know, the pre-show, actually, we had the Usos defeating Ray and Dominic for the, the SmackDown Tag Team Championship on the pre-show. That uh, was definitely a shocker. And then, you know, we, we let off on the main card with the, the Money in the Bank ladder match for the women. And we actually saw Nikki Cross actually win the money in the bank for the women. Nikki A-S-H. Yeah, yeah. I'm still on the fence about that. I know a lot of people love it. <laughs> Some people absolutely hate it. Uh, I'm kind of somewhere in the middle. You know, I, I'm, I'm not sure if that's a gimmick that can kind of work modern day, but if done properly and done cleverly, it can. But just, we, we, we need to... It's tough because we don't want to be too serious with it at the same time. And in a, at the same time, too, we don't want to go total cornball and goofball stuff, right? We need to kind of ride the middle there somewhere, which is a little risky as well. But uh, like I said, it, it, it's, it, can be, it can be done and it can be done well, but just we have to be careful that we don't, you know, not insult her intelligence as the, the talent doing the, the shtick, but to insult the, the fans' intelligence, which this company is notorious for doing recently. <laughs> so we just we need to tread carefully. It's so far so good, but be careful is all I will say. I'm going to throw my two cents in there super quick for this. I am absolutely loving this Nikki A.S.H. character. And the reason why I am loving it is because you could see and you could tell that Nikki was not happy uh, with her role within the WWE. This is Nikki's creation. Mm -hmm. This is her gimmick. She asked to be able to do this. And creative is allowing it. So I'm absolutely loving that she is getting out there to be able to put on a show and be happy while doing it. Because, by God, I tell you, she is a fantastic professional wrestler. And if this is going to make her happy and she's going to be okay and she's going to love what she's doing again, I'm all for it. Definitely uh, more power to her. Uh, next up, we had probably a really underrated. Uh, I actually kind of enjoyed this tag team match, and I'm not a tag team wrestling guy, but uh, um, I still like to call them War Machine. I still get to call them War Machine, but the WWE calls them the Viking Raiders versus AJ and uh, Omos. It's just it, it's those two big guys, the, the Viking Raiders, as uh, like, I, like I said, I still like to call them War Machine. It's it's cool to see kind of big guys kind of work in that way. They, they, they kind of ride that line of doing some over-the-top stuff but still wrestling like big guys. I've always enjoyed the hell out of those guys. And uh, they, they put on a really good, solid match. I think a lot of people are kind of overlooking. 
Um, after that, we had Bobby Lashley versus Kofi Kingston. Um, I mean, that could really only be described as a slightly longer squash match. Uh, Bobby just annihilated Kofi Kingston, which I mean, that's about really what should have happened there because, you know, as Bobby's set up to be that, that kind of guy and you just, you couldn't let Kofi get too much offense on there. So, uh, I think that, uh. A lot of people are being a little unfair about that match. It, it, it is what it is. Um, yeah. Next up, we had one that I know that you're probably not too fond of the result on. We did have Charlotte Flair defeating uh, Rhea Ripley for that Raw Women's Championship. Um, but again, it, it's 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 heel Charlotte Flair, and if she's getting that reaction out of you. Got to say, that's kind of mission accomplished. And, you know, this actually might even tie into our Showstopper segment here for this week. But, um, but yeah, I think she she pulls off that bitch women wrestling probably better than most out there. And uh, props to Charlotte for that. Um, next up, we had the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. Um, this is probably, like, one of the most stacked lineups that they've had in the history of the men's ladder in the back match. Here we go. Drew McIntyre. John Morrison, as they're calling him Johnny Drip Drip, as the the kids say these days. Uh, Kevin Owens, Shinsuke Nakamura, Ricochet, Matt Riddle, Seth Rollins, and Big E. Wow, I mean that's that's a stacked lineup, and it was uh, lots going on in this match. And somebody who I've always pulled for finally got the go ahead on this here, Carl. Big E getting that win. This is really, really cool to see because, I mean, it's there's been little hints at this happening through the last little while, but it looks like they're finally going to pull the trigger and give Big E a legitimate run, I hope. Um, I, I know with the Seth Rollins single, but I'm a little concerned that Seth might try and steal that opportunity from Big E. WWE, do not do this. <laughs> Big E has been busting his effing ass for you. Give this man a legitimate main event push, and you will be very, very pleased with the results. The man can deliver. He can talk in the mic. He has the character. He has everything that you want. Just let the man run with it and just do it. That's all I will say. I, I was before we move on to the final matchup here. I was legitimately surprised to Biggie winning this. I did not think that that was going to happen. Honestly, I thought that it was going to be Seth Rollins, or yep. it was going to be Owens, or it was going to be Drew McIntyre. Yep. I mean, one of those three is who I thought it was going to be. But I, I'm I'm very pleasantly surprised yep. and uh, super happy with the outcome of this. Um, Something that I'm not happy about is this main event. Mm. I'll let you kind of talk about it, and then I'm going to let everybody know why I'm not happy about it. What I think that the match inside of itself, if you don't know any context kind of going on, the match itself, I thought, technically was, was fine. It was fine. For me, you may or may not... This may may not be your sticking point as well, but for me, the psychology is very, very odd uh, because Roman is obviously the bad guy and has been and has been doing it very, very, very well. But then you have Edge who, like, you never know, like, maybe this is on purpose or by design, and if it is, it's very, very confusing because it, it seems like he's being pitched and, like, the fans kind of react like he's the good guy, but yet he doesn't do good guy 
things. Um, like I said, I like Edge. I like Edge when it was clear cut whether he was good or bad. And that's always kind of how he went about it. But now it's like from moment to moment, I don't know where he's coming from. And I'm, it's, I'm left kind of very confused. I don't know if this is where you're thinking as well on this. Because like I said, just like I said, match itself, I thought was fine. But just the psychology just feels like all kind of funky monkey for me. My issues come with the finish. Okay. Okay. So I sure yeah, I understand yeah, Seth Rollins yeah, maybe coming down. I get that definitely. Okay, yeah. but I don't believe that it should have been Roman Reigns to keep that championship. Spoiler mm. alert. Sorry. Um, given everything that has been happening, how does it not make sense for them to have Seth Rollins cost Roman Reigns that championship so that now Edge has it, considering this entire feud that has been building and happening between Seth Rollins and Edge. Then you have those two battle for a bit for that championship with Seth Rollins going over in the end. That, to me, makes sense. How things worked, I'm confused. And I would agree with you, and I think that would be a great approach but after the match ended, uh, we heard, I may be overstating this, but maybe not, as Roman was going to talk to the crowd, I, I, he already spoke to, to, to the crowd, and then he was heading the mic back over to Mr. Paul Heyman, and one of the louder pops of the, the current day happened because Mr. John Cena showed up, and like... Absolutely crazy. Um, I liked your idea and your setup for this here, Carl. But now that Cena has shown up, it makes sense now because obviously going forward here, we're going to have Cena versus Roman, whether it be at SummerSlam, whether it be further down the road. The yeah. the storyline is already built in and there's already the previous stuff there where Cena essentially owned Roman's ass on the microphone. Uh, I think we even talked about that in a segment on a, on a, on a past episode. <laughs> yeah. It was like, it was one of the better, like I'm throwing this into your face kind of promos. Like it was, it was really, really well done coming from one of the better to do it in John Cena. Uh, we even saw like there was little hints of like the thugonomics kind of stuff in there, which was cool to see. But uh, yes. I know that it's, it's a bit of a polarizing thing here. I know, I know that a lot of people are going to be like, oh, you know, we're relying on Cena and then the veterans and stuff to kind of, it's John Cena. I mean, he, the reaction speaks for itself. He is still more over than a lot of the full-time WWE talent. The only other person that comes close, and we even know if he's going to be doing anything for in the, the foreseeable future is Brock Lesnar is the only one that comes close to getting that, that pop and that, what's going to sell tickets, right? Cena's going to yeah. sell tickets, pure and simple. Now that you have fans back, it's the right move. I know that before I was saying that you know, Cena should maybe open up a show if he was going to come back, but I think doing it at the end, I think is even more impactful. And it sent the home, the fans going home happy, which is mission accomplished. Speaking of going home happy... Mr. Cena stayed out there after the show went off the air and pretty much, uh, you know, just gave the fans what they want and just talked to them. And even at some points looking around and going, see that guy over there? I don't understand this. First, he says, I don't understand this. I come out and everybody's cheering me. (laughs) 
This is is this bizarro world at one point, he says. (laughs) And then he looks over and he sees a guy that's got a sign that says, if Cena shows up, we cheer. Like, what? I'm just. What? And he pointed all that out, which is absolutely fantastic, letting the people be happy. And I'm just glad that it was. Cena to do this because you know previously on on SmackDown you know we had Vince come out and I believe it was to actually open the show and I was like oh boy here we go what I predicted is going to happen right but Cena but Vince Vince came out and did his poop scoot there the the toilet shuffle or like whatever you want to call it and he just said where have you all been at and then he walked away he kept it short and simple. Yes. And yes. it was it was like the Mr. McMahon character. He wasn't like patting himself on the back and it's like, oh it, it was it was good. And it was the, the right move to to bring back Cena in, in in that moment to have him be the one, you know, to thank the fans, you know, we're doing this for you guys. It's better coming from him than to be coming from the McMahons. It's the yes. right approach. They went with what I was hoping. It was a slightly variation of, of what I had predicted, but you know, at least it wasn't the other way around because I think it would have been. I think the fans would have uh, not really dug that too much. So, um, good job, WWE. You did something right. They definitely <laughs> did. Now, I'm going to have a drink of my non-sponsored Dr Pepper, and go. while I do that, I think we're going to move on to our breaking news. I love that, Dr. Pepper. (laughs) Breaking news. I don't know really how much there is for breaking news. I'm just going to throw out one quick little thing here. I just got to pull it up because I actually screenshot it so that I could remember about it here. If you are into toys, collectibles, anything like that, Mattel has actually announced a new WWE Ultimate Edition New Generation Arena the set's going to include a light-up neon stage and what they are calling the most authentic ring ever as well. It is going to come with a Big Daddy Cool diesel figure. Um, you can go and check out Mattel on any of their social media and all the information for it is right there. Uh, apparently, there's a crowdfunding for the for the arena that begins on July 23rd. So that's... Uh, Coming out of the collectibles world, that's a little bit of breaking news that really happened uh, only about six hours ago. Um, pretty pretty cool. I think that they're giving something that's a little bit more um, realistic. So mm-hmm. that's really cool. Joe, what have you got, if anything, for some breaking news in the world of professional wrestling? I guess the only couple of things that I have is, like I had said, you know, I think that WWE did a good job with Money in the Bank. Um, like I said, I think that there was a lot at stake here, and I thought that, that you know, that for the the majority part, they, they knocked it out of the park and, and did some good stuff. You know, like I said, some really good booking decisions, in my humble opinion. And I guess the only other thing to kind of bring up, um, a bit unfortunate for our American viewers that were watching Money in the Bank on Sunday, Peacock is uh, still having some issues. Uh, This is unfortunate and left me kind of wondering why, because, I mean, we have WWE who has a lot of money, 
We have NBC who has a lot of money. I'm sure that they can at least find a handful of people who are technologically savvy to sort this shit out. Um, right. Whether it be a partner with Google or something for the bandwidth for the servers to, to run this, probably do something. But it appears that we're still like scrambling and not really providing much for answers. They're just they, they basically told people, well, just restart whatever you're watching on and then you'll be fine. Um, that's like the default uh, tech support answer that you give for somebody. And I could say that from firsthand experience. <laughs> um, so, yeah, a little unfortunate for our American fans. All I could say is, um, oh, Canada. Right. I can say that for some people, the restart worked for a short period of time. For other people, the restart did not work at all, which is is very unfortunate. Mighty Joe, if you have nothing else for breaking news, let us move on to our match of the week. Mighty Joe, you have teased already a little bit of what your match of the week is. Please enlighten me on your match. I think that for me, this is the the match that not only delivered in the ring and storyline wise, but I think that you know, there's some other matches that that advance storylines, and you know we did some business on. You know, I thought even with with Cena and Roman, I think you know we did some business there, setting things up, and um, you know. We're not just going to do like a week or two of kind of building up here. Uh, but I think even more so than that, on the women's side of things, I think that this particular match not only was fantastic, but did a lot of business and we're, we're setting up some really cool stuff here. I am, of course, I am talking about Deanna Peraza versus Thunder Rosa for the Impact Knockouts Championship. Not only was this a fantastic match, it did not overstay its welcome. And we even had Mickey James coming out to essentially invite Deanna Perrazzo to this Empower NWA all-women's show. And Deanna essentially saying, um, I don't really think so. And then Mickey basically taking her out. So, you know, not only is obviously that going to happen, I mean, that may end up being like a, a top-tier match for that show. So, like I said, you know, a great match, well executed with two great talents. But we also, we did some business and we're setting up something even more kind of going forward. That is a win, in my opinion, and uh, my match of the week. Awesome. I think absolutely it was a fantastic matchup. I was super excited for it. The Virtuoso. Uh, I mean, so good. Just, so good. Yeah. So good. Fantastic. I mean, yeah. oh, I can't say so. I'm a little. Yeah. And Thunder Rosa yeah, is that Thunder good. Rosa. Oh, Thunder Rosa is absolutely perfect in everything that she does inside that ring. I've never found any issues with Thunder Rosa. Super happy with her as well. I'm going to surprise you, Mighty Joe. My match of the week is coming from New Japan Pro Wrestling Summer Struggle. The show and matchup that happened on 717... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right? Mighty Joe fallen out of his chair there. Um, we had Rocky Romaro versus El Fantasmo uh, putting on an epic matchup going all the way to a time limit draw. Man, I honestly hope that we continue and get to see some more from these two. I was I was so happy with that. It was 
bloody fantastic. Nice. Oh, have you seen it yet? I have. I have not seen it. You've actually. Oh. You have. Ex- you have blown my mind. And um, but yeah, and, and cool to see Carl dabbling in some New Japan Pro Wrestling. I'm impressed. Right. I'm impressed. I watched that entire show, Jargo? Jargo's and I mean, it was it was fantastic from beginning to end of that show. Um, I caught everything with Japanese commentary. Uh, no English commentary in there. So I was able to really focus on the professional wrestling and not really worry about what someone else was saying. So, nice. I mean, it was it was great. I loved it. Very, very Check cool. it out. Find a way to see it. Check it out. Very cool. All right. Let us take some time now to reflect back and remember that we have probably one of the best closing segments <laughs> in the podcasting world. We are talking our show stopper segment. That is right, everybody. Our show stopper segment is one of the favorites with the fans. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you to all of our amazing fans and supporters. We absolutely love you. Today, we are going to be talking about some heat, some some heel heat, and whether or not it's okay for somebody to break character during a heel run. This is a very interesting topic because this is something that uh, since the death of Miss Kayfabe, um, we tend to see this a little bit more often than not. And with the age of social media, we see it a lot more. It's, 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 It's a very finicky situation and subject to talk about. But we're going to talk about it. Joe, take me on a little trip because I know you have got something good lined up here right now. Take me on a little trip on this topic. Yeah, I'm actually, while you were talking, I was trying to find the conversation I have because this topic did stem largely from a a social media discussion that I had. Um, I don't want to disclose any names. It wasn't really uh, too negative or anything, but... uh, Essentially, they had posted that, and I he didn't even say what wrestler he was essentially referring to, but that he didn't like that that they were being negative on social media and reacting with fans like in a negative way. He's like, oh, you know, they, they should be more more positive because it brings negative attention to the promotion. And whatnot. I'm like, no, it, it doesn't work that way, you know, with. When you're when you are playing a heel character, I mean the the best in the world embrace that mindset and that character on a twenty four seven basis. Otherwise, you know what you're doing, Carl. And I, I'm going to quote uh, one of our colleagues over uh, over at the Hamin Media Mister Bin Hamin, who has said this on several occasions that if you're not taking this seriously, you know what you're doing, Carl. You're playing wrestler. You're playing wrestler. Right there, you go. Take it seriously. There. Take it seriously, and you will reap the rewards. Because guess what? If people hate you and you're being a bad guy, you have accomplished what you should be <laughs> setting out to do. I mean that that this should be common sense, but I, I think that this is a, a mindset that I think is, you know, 
lost on a lot of newer professional wrestling fans. They're like, oh, well, you know, I was at this show and uh, I talked to this guy and he was uh, like, hey, we took a picture and they, we, you know, like, wait a second. He's supposed to be a bad guy. Why was that happening? You know, the, the bad guy shouldn't even have a merch table, shouldn't be out there even engaging with fans in that respect because he is or she is a bad guy. And I, and I know what some people will say as well here, Carl. Oh, well, wrestling has changed. We, we, everybody's, you know, we don't have, uh, to use the Cody line, everybody's just a competitor now. Everybody's just a gray zone. Guess what? If you are not a full-on baby face or if you're not a full-on heel, nobody gets over. If you're just a gray zone person, if you're just in the gray area, you're never going to get fully get over. It's just not going to happen. It is so true that you say that, and and especially that you bring up Cody and uh, you know competitors. Um, I'm I'm going to tell a little story right now of probably one of all elite wrestling's greatest heels right now. We're talking Mr. MJF, yep. Maxwell Jacobs. This guy Friedman. lives it every day. This the, he legitimately lives <laughs> this. So I, I go back to it again because, well, yeah, it was an awesome experience. I was on. The Chris Jericho Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea, where all elite wrestling stars were. And yes, MJF had a photo shoot with fans. You know what he did during that entire time? (laughs) He sat down on a chair, was looking at his phone... And when people would come up for a photo, okay, he he would just kind of look, give a little bit of a uh, little bit of a you know a, a lip, you know, move his lip up and a disgusting look on his face, <laughs> and go back down to his phone. And that's how people were getting photos with him. Nobody got a good legitimate photo with with MJF because it just wasn't happening. And he continued to stay in that character. The entire time that he was out there interacting with the people, okay? That is what you have to do. You want to get over as a heel, you have to play it continuously. It needs to be your life when you're dealing with the fans. You start bringing that home and playing that on your mom and dad or your brother and sister. They're just going to slap you in the head and say, come on, right? But when you're out there entertaining... And being that person, you have to play it up 100%. You, MJF, if you take a look at his Facebook page that everybody can go and follow, you follow him on his Facebook page, he is not all nice and hunky-dory. No. If somebody posts something onto, onto the page that uh, you know he, he doesn't like or he doesn't agree with, yeah. he is calling that person out. Yep. Like He's interactive, but in that heel way. That's what you have to do. Yep. You have to. And even on the other side of things as well, um, on the baby face or the face side or the good guy side, however you want to word it, you take a guy like, he's not with the, the company anymore, but Braun Strowman. Uh, there was a, a photo that came out near the end of his run there. Uh, you know, they really, really pushed him as this, you know, this big, tough guy and I'm out there to destroy everybody. And then you look on social media and there is a picture of him wearing short shorts and kind of posing in a very provocative kind of way with not really much, much else. Um, wait a second. Right. Those two don't fit right? together. Those two don't fit no, together. No, it definitely does not. Right. And, 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 and again, you know, it is a product and, and, you know, social media can largely be to blame for this kind of stuff. I, I get it. These wrestlers outside of their wrestling life, they want to interact and do stuff like 
us regular people, quote unquote, like to do. But when you are doing that, it's tough, man. Because I mean that. I, I think that when you're at that, I think you you kind of need to give that up a little bit. If you like, yeah. you're you're supposed to be a professional at this point, and you give up certain things when you get to a certain echelon of whatever profession that you're at, you know, whether regardless of what it is, I mean, just it, it becomes something that really kind of encompasses your whole life and, and you have to sacrifice other things to be able to really do that one thing well. And I think that that's something that's lost on a lot of these newer professional wrestlers. So, and I, like I said, I get it. You know, they want to still, try and live a normal life. But when you're a celebrity, when you're somebody of that stature, guess what? You don't have a life. Your life is in their case, professional wrestling, or at least it should be. It should be. You are correct. Mighty Joe. Thank you so much for this amazing episode today. Mm -hmm. Before we go, you know what else is amazing? Color and elbow brand.com. Man, they have got some amazing sales going on right now over at color and elbow brand.com. Sales that are beyond belief. You're talking $25 shirts for $8 right now. Go and check out colorandelbowbrand.com. And to save yourself even more on top of all the sale, regular priced or clearanced merchandise, use promo code JKPODCAST and you're going to get yourself an additional 10% off your entire order the best time to buy anything from colorandelbowbrand.com is now. Now, if you're looking for anything supplement-wise, you're going to the gym. Gyms are starting to reopen all over the world, and you're going to need those supplements and gear to work out in. Check out our friends at Phoenix, fnxfit.com. They have got amazing supplements over there. The Super Greens are probably one of my absolute most favorite things from their site go and check out fnxfit.com while you're there use our promo code tbtalkpod and that is going to get you 15% off your entire purchase which is absolutely amazing and coming up this week, actually, you and I will be recording this episode tomorrow. Uh, we have a match that I'm actually very excited about because we're, we're stepping out of our comfort zone. Might not be the, the, the correct uh, expression here, but we're, we're, we're going to give a match some exposure that maybe wouldn't normally get some exposure, but we're going to give it that. We're going to give it a, a, a big platform here. Uh we're going to go to our friends with CWE here, specifically uh, from their YouTube channel, CWE Adrenaline Episode 18, if I'm not mistaken. We're going to be looking at a matchup between one of Carl's favorites, Mr. Chase Owens versus Carter Mason. Um, looking forward to that one. It, it, it's a matchup that uh, is very different from what we typically do. And with that being said, that is what makes me excited about it. And, as we were kind of talking about that, uh, somebody who has actually recently competed for CWE in Alberta, Mr. Chris Parrish. What is up, my friend from over at Love Wrestling? Good to see you, brother. Timing it perfectly. Well, not necessarily perfectly. You missed the whole show. 
You missed the entire show. <laughs> we are at the wrap up for this show today. But I mean, thanks for coming by. You know, love you so much. Everything is amazing. So happy that you got to work with Canadian Wrestling's Elite, just like Mighty Joe mentioned. This was my pick this time around, pulling back the curtains a little bit. <laughs> and as Chase Owens is one of my favorite professional wrestlers, I wanted to showcase a little bit of him yeah. as well as our friends from Canadian Wrestling's Elite, which, uh, yeah, has been absolutely <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to wrap up the episode, oh. Chris Parrish, our friend over at Love Wrestling, with the comment of the evening, the words speak for themselves, folks. <laughs> hey, I'm married. I'm all about the wrap-up. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right, man. And with that, thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in, our, our fans, our supporters, to everybody that has interacted with us today. This has been fantastic. Thank you again to Miss Kim yes. for coming on and speaking with us about how things have been going with Ignite Wrestling. It was absolutely fantastic to hear from her again. So thankful that we have these amazing connections within the world of professional wrestling and uh, i don't care we will talk about and showcase absolutely all of them because they are our friends absolutely. thank you thank you thank you again i guess that's it's about time to wrap it up here my friend so thank you for watching and we'll see you guys on the next one Be the beat. As you can tell in the background, we are out celebrating. That is what we do here at HittingTheParks.com. And I invite everyone to continue to tune in to Turnbuckle Talk, but check out all of our other shows. We have content, especially up by the flagship show. You can find that all at HittingTheParks.com. Run.